Welcome to the show, human beings of the planet, dear, dear viewers, welcome, one and all, man, woman, child, pets, pet dogs, cats, fish, uh, equestrian creatures of some sort, if you live on a farm, which you might, welcome to the show, the show is Zeitgeist, a show about nothing and everything, brought to you by people who have done nothing of value for anyone, but who, nonetheless, hold very strong opinions about many things most people don't care about. I'm Matt. Across from me, as always, is my good friend, Nick. Hey, Matt. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm doing swell. What's your favorite sport? No, don't tell me yet. Oh. <laughs> Just think about it. Damn. You really got me there. <laughs> we'll get to it later. I ask him what his favorite sport is, for today, we're talking about a topic so related to that word mm. that you could say it is that word. Would you say that? I would say that. Mm -hmm. uh, and going further, I would say that is... The only topic of the show today, that's just the word. That's just the word. Just the word itself. We'll spell it forwards and backwards. Mm. S P uh -huh. O mm -hmm. R it, T yeah. S. Yeah. Oh, you're going very quickly. S uh -huh. T uh -huh. R uh -huh. O uh -huh. P wow. S. And you that's what they call uh, Spurts. a word spelled the same forwards and backwards, parallelogram. That's... <laughs> This Welcome to been, the show. Welcome to <laughs> Geometry Talk. Geometry Talk. So here's a new thing we're doing. We're writing songs for every single oh, segment we're doing. Oh, are we doing that? Yep. It's Geometry Talk. Hey! Talk about some shapes. Circles and squares. The shape of an ape. It's like a gorilla. Also, it is a gorilla. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Hey! How's that? Not bad. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, and I'm asking you what you think. Just tell me with your head. I'm getting a... That's a that is a face of pure ambivalence, my <laughs> friends. Dear viewers, oh. you can't see uh, see this, but uh, I assure you, it is a face of pure ambivalence. He's ambivalent. No doubt in my mind. And the he we're referring to today is our guest. Mm -hmm. Honored or otherwise, uh, we have yet to decide. Uh, he hasn't really shown his mustard yet. Nor his ketchup or his relish. This is, a, this is an actual expression that people use. Yeah. And since it's sports, we're talking about hot dog, ballpark hot dogs, and what you might put on them. And we'll get there later, maybe. Maybe we won't. But time will tell. He is a guest who, where do you know him from? You know him from the television show Goosebumps. You know him from the classic film Saltwater Moose with Ray Romano. Is Ray Romano in that picture? <laughs> Don't answer. <laughs> you made a movie with Ray Romano at some point? Yes, you did. He's shaking his head no, but I think he did. He is an actor. You know his voice from the hit anime show Beyblade. Uh, the reason he's on this program right now, he is by far the most qualified person we've ever had to, on this show to talk about anything. He worked at Sportsnet for a time before being uh, terminated. Arnold Schwarzenegger terminated. And we can get into that. Maybe we won't. Time will tell. You may also know him from my family reunions, or maybe a regular dinner at my house, or my childhood. He is my older brother, Dan Warry Smith. Hey, guys. Hey! hey. He can speak. Great wow. to be here. Yeah, thanks uh, well, for coming. Thank you for coming. And uh, we pretty much met officially for the first time uh, just before here. But thanks to Matt's intro, I feel like I know you very well now. Like, Good. That is a... A storied past you've had, and you've come you've come here now. You've come full circle. Full I hope, circle. I hope your dozens of listeners feel as though they know me as well. <laughs> dozens? 
seems generous. I'm going to cut it off at a cool half dozen. So this is how you guys just rehearse for a little while, and then we go back and do the real take? Is that how you do every episode? <laughs> yep. Ooh, okay. we're going to get some uh, <laughs> some cutting remarks. Older brother in the house yeah. here, and uh, hey, good to see you. Hey, take it easy, okay, bro? <laughs> good luck to everyone also differentiating my voice from Matt's. That'll you sound be similar. That'll be fun for everyone. Maybe we should both put on voices, or maybe we should have this episode narrated for the... Blind or not blind, because it's just audio. Those are both great ideas. Perfect. Let's well, do it. We'll do it. We'll do it in post. Or Tasker, you could do it live. <laughs> DJ Tasker on the ones and twos is going to do it live in his head. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thanks. A fan of sports, would you say? I am a fan of sports. More than I am. Yeah, I think that was when we discussed this a little earlier, you and I, Matt. Uh, I might not be the foremost sports expert, but in this room, I probably qualify. I'm probably, guessing. yeah. Who is the foremost sports expert? In the world? Yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He I feel he like he probably thinks he is. Probably. Jim, like, He's certainly uh, you know, one of the best experts on having a gambling addiction. Absolutely. <laughs> he knows that well. A number one. Me and my him and my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you think they're friends? <laughs> my my uncle and Michael Jordan? Yeah. Well, my uncle probably owes Michael Jordan a substantial amount of money. Or the other way around. Don't we all? Hey. <laughs> Degenerates? Yeah, well, very, very much so. But it's a sensitive topic, so I'd appreciate it, it not being brought up again. One of them's a billionaire, so. Yeah. Which one is it? Another difference. Yeah. I'm assuming Uncle Marty? Uncle Stevie. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Let's call My him. dear uncle. Just like the wild winged <laughs> dove. <laughs> Those are the lyrics, right? That's yep. the wild winged dove. <laughs> it's about her crippling gambling Nailed addiction <laughs> and being a number one uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that was a verse they took out. <laughs> I'm a number one uncle. I'm your what uncle. It says I'm on my mug. One. It's what it says on his mug. <laughs> I'm a number one uncle, and on the other side it says I'm a degenerate gambler. <laughs> it's a great mug. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is Michael Jordan one of your favorite athletes since since he's the first one to come to your mind, right, Ben? Uh, no, I wouldn't say particularly. I remember watching Michael Jordan win some championships and, mm. and being into it. Spread his legs real wide. Absolutely. Tongue dunks. out, fucking dunking it. As if he were saying, wah. As if he were saying, wah. <laughs> As if to say, wah. Wah. Close. <laughs> You're almost there. Let's try this again. <laughs> <clears throat> wah. Wah. That was it. <laughs> he got it. We're there. How many? So you're a big Blue Jays baseball fan. I'm a really big Blue Jays baseball fan. So much that I kind of wish I wasn't as big a fan. But I, it's like ingrained in my DNA, and I can't help but care. Why do you? Why do you maybe wish that you weren't such a fan? Uh, I spend a lot of time watching the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. I go to a lot of games, mm -hmm. and it's usually fun. But like you know, you get cheesed off if they get blown out. One of the last games I went to, we got beat pretty bad, and that's not fun. And then you like spend money on it and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. I got married last year, and like you know, my wife's not a baseball fan, so appreciate it. We just celebrated our first uh, wedding anniversary. I know it's on my birthday. By watching a Blue Jays game, she was upset. <laughs> uh, lost? No, I love being a Jays fan, um, but yeah, I, I, I would say other sports I used to watch more than I watch baseball these days, um, and I've kind of faded that out a little bit, and I only watch stuff that really matters. So it's it's mostly like the time suck, where like I feel like I'd like to have some of that time back even though I do enjoy watching Blue Jays baseball. Mm -hmm. Are you a kind of obsessive stats guy? Like, I feel like almost every baseball fan I know is really into stats. I'm not crazy into stats. Good, because um, you're a normal human being. I guess so. You're not a robot. Yeah. I also, I was at uh, a gelato place in my neighborhood the other day, and I ran into a friend of mine, and my friend was like, 
look who's standing against the wall over here. And I looked over and I was, no, I was like, what? I don't know who you're talking about, whatever. And he's like, it's Us Adkins, that's general manager of the Jays. And I had no idea what the guy looked like. And he hasn't been our general manager for long, but like, I still didn't know. So as much as I'm a big fan, it's like I said, like I'm no, I'm no Michael Jordan when it comes to the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. He, uh, so oh, even though I am a big fan there. Guys. <laughs> oh God. What? How many, uh, so Michael Jordan, maybe one of your favorites, maybe not. How many of your favorite athletes are Blue Jays? All of them? Um, I mean, I, I think, I guess as far as like athletes that I, I care about watching do well currently, it's the people who are currently on the Blue Jays. I really liked watching LeBron James win a championship for his hometown of Cleveland that this was, past that year. That was pretty magical. And I yeah. I was I was going in uh, kind of nominally a, a Golden State fan. Sure. Just, I, I mean... I'm not a huge Raptors fan, but I kind of had that like that Homer tendency to be like, well, fuck these guys, fuck Cleveland. They just beat Toronto. But then by the end of that series, it's like Cleveland's got this. Like oh, yeah. this is this is pretty momentous, especially because that city has uh, nothing. I've understood a pretty rocky history with winning sports championships they as of indeed. late. Yeah. So, it's also a garbage town. Their it's river catches on people. fire a lot, I believe. <laughs> That's a joke about Cleveland. It's it, a troubled community. Yeah. yeah. Um, Least to say the least, suppliers. for sure. <laughs> Flaming water supply. One, it's in Ohio. Terrible state. <laughs> a garbage state full of garbage cities. Yeah, that's true. Toledo, what the fuck? I forgot that you're actually a basketball fan. Yeah. You love basketball. I love basketball. Is your favorite player Michael Jordan? My yeah. favorite player is not Michael Jordan. Who is it? Is it LeBron James? Whoop. My favorite player is not LeBron James. <laughs> I'll name every basketball player I can Great. until you say it's your favorite. Number three. Muggsy okay. Bogues. <laughs> No, I. But I love that Muggsy Bogues has gotten this like has been really memorialized thanks to Space Jam because he's a pretty unremark. He was a pretty unremarkable player. I think, tiny. I he was really more... that's true. He was very small. He was a very he was a little basketball boy in Toronto too because he played here towards the end of his career. I feel like did, there's even yeah. more kind of like exposure for him here, and we really hold on to anyone we had that was even mildly quirky in sports. Torontonians love like a, a JYD, the Junkyard Dog, uh, his whatever his name was, uh, the Raptors. People love that guy, and he's just like a perfectly mediocre NBA player. And Toronto uh, Leroy is Brown, very much bad, bad Leroy, bad, bad boy, bad boy, bad little boy, bad Leroy. little basketball little boy, boy, Brown, bad little, little boy, Brown. Uh, wow! <laughs> your your Michael Jordan noise is getting so much more adorable. I love it. Sounds like a crying baby, just like the real Michael. <laughs> like oh yeah, getting more adorable. A little, just want to pinch his little cheeks. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, that's because tr- the Raptors are very much an outsider team in the NBA. Quite often forgotten about, even when we were in the the Final Four this year. Yep. Uh, well, I thought, uh, I mean, certainly living in the city, people were going of course, basketball if, crazy. But if you were going to, if you're watching any kind of mainstream, especially American sports coverage, it was really like pretty LeBron centric, even though he was playing against the Raptors. There's still no talk about the and Raptors. And everyone was talking about uh, Stephanie Curry, mm-hmm. I believe is her name. Yeah. And here's a question I've been wondering what, since what, I've been hearing a lot the... about this Steph Curry. <laughs> How does a woman play in the NBA? Some sort of reverse Joanna Man situation? Very well. If you look at yeah. these stats. Um, yeah. Which you wouldn't. Uh, no, never. You wouldn't. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know what any of these this numbers This is a guess on your, on your behalf. Uh, Steph Curry's dad played for the Raptors, too. There's there's great footage of him yeah. like shooting threes at a young age in the Air Canada Center. I yeah. used to bring it home back Red to Curry. Town. I learned right. I learned that watching a basketball game this year. I was like, well, thank you, sports media. You've really taught me something today. Well, they have to tell you something. Other than who's passing to who and who's shooting at what. Sports! Wow. I'm going to say that every time we say the word sports from now on. 
and you can imagine a uh, 60s Batman-esque crow sort of showing up, and it says sports. Schploimp. Schploimp. I'll say that every time we say schploimp as well. And <laughs> let's try to keep that to a maximum today, boys. <laughs> um, I was going to say something about Muggsy Bogues, and I'll tell you what it is. It's not because he played for the Raptors, because mm-hmm. what year was that, do you think? Or years? I'm going to say 12 years ago. Right, I don't give a shit. Well, Early enough. 2000s, for yeah. sure. And it might be because of Space Jam, which I really love. But it's also because when I played NBA Jam, mm. I frequently played as the Hornets, and Muggsy Bogues was on the Hornets in that game. Mm-hmm. Dan, your favorite uh, NBA Jam duo? Uh, George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic was one of the cheats. Mm-hmm. Was he really? I remember Bill playing Clinton with him, was one and as Bill well. Clinton yeah. was another cheat. Honestly, was Jordan on there? I would have gone with Jordan. Jordan was, it was, was Jordan and Pippen. Oh no, it was Pippen and uh, Horace Grant. I feel like yeah, I feel I like Jordan did not. Jordan licensed his name to a different competing based basketball video game uh, for the first NBA Jam. Boy, is his face shit. red. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, probably the biggest mistake of his career. <laughs> well, that and the whole minor league baseball thing. Sure, and the gambling. Uh, didn't he murder his own yeah. father? I'm getting this story that... wrong. <laughs> Deliberately, you might say. Sports. <laughs> Oh boy! Good stuff. I love I love that game. Other great sports video games. Anybody care to comment? Um, I am a big fan of the uh, EA Sports NHL games, even though they are objectively terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. is literally just like the most basic, unscientific, uh, just total bullshit. Uh, arcade style NHL game but it's really fun not it, really reflective to, of it's not really reflective of how reality. hockey as she is played That's but right. you know what I find now That's playing right. any of the new fangled 2k whatever sports games they're too involved you have to like really know that you have sport to well know, to be yeah. good at it yeah I, I haven't played as many video games recently as I did when I was a kid so I've only kind of seen people playing these so for me like when you see one of the really realistic baseball games I'm always impressed by that, but I haven't spent any time playing it. Our other brother, Micah, may be, uh, may be a good guy to talk video Let's games bring about him on. in the future. Let's do an impression of him. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Micah, don't listen to this podcast. I'm about to do an impression of you. Yeah, oh, Listen, it, listen to up! him telling you not to listen to the podcast from within the, the podcast. Oh, we didn't say hello to our parents yet. Yeah. Hi, every, all of our parents. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double down today. Double down Thursday. Double down Thursday. Hey, Mom. Wow. That was you two at once, not me and Dan at once. And for the record, you guys have different parents? I mean, I believe so. Last I checked. Last I checked. And Nick's parents are Harvey Firestein as his mother and his father, Mr. Firestein. Mr. Firestein, yeah. As we all know. And what would you think are your parents' favorite sports? I know what my dad's favorite sport is. Cricket? Can we guess? Yes. Basketball. No. Football. Yes. He loves American football. Are you going to let me finish? <laughs> Aussie rules. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see my dad getting into Aussie rules football. But you were referring to gridiron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The game as she's played. Yeah. yeah. Soccer. Um, as it's yeah. known. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Uh, but I think he stopped watching because of the whole concussion thing. That's so I had a bit of an experience that with that uh, related to football. And, I st- you know, I'll watch a few games here and there, but I used to be really – like yeah, I had the football. player pool and I'd go mm-hmm. to a buddy's place and we'd watch all the Sunday and it's definitely fun, but I, I've had a bit of disillusionment as a football fan. What I love about football as a game is it seems like so much less of a commitment to be a huge fan just because there are so many less games. Not that you don't get as into it as with baseball or other games, but how many games are in a baseball regular season? A lot. 
162. 162. Yeah. So uh, hockey and basketball both have 82, 82, which is a lot. And I have difficulty following that because I got stuff to do. You like know what? I got stuff. On, I've got stuff basically. on the go. Yeah. Yeah. You're a busy guy. Busy guy. Uh, but list all the things you're doing instead of sports. Um, I'm watching a lot of sports. <laughs> yep. um, sports. Uh, sports stats. I'm reading them constantly, mm-hmm. just like Gotta really absorbing them. Listening to sports stats. talk radio, recording sports podcasts. Like so I really, here. I have no time to watch sports. I really. hear you, man. Yeah, I hear tough. you. It's a shitty life you're living. It's tough. Yeah, but football just seems like yeah, like I could watch every game. Uh, feeling a dumb little doyoy moron like me. What's the con- what's the concession concussion? What's the concussion thing? The concussion thing you're talking about? Just that people get concussions, so you oh, stop watching. Oh no, they and they don't care, and they cover it up, and it's the guys are are really like put out there at their own peril. And there's all kinds of research now that's saying that players for generations have been CTE. totally fucked up, and people kill each other and themselves. And I mean, it's pretty messy. Um, but again, it's almost like like um, with the Blue Jays. I saw a window to watch less football, and I was like, I'm just gonna climb through this window, <laughs> and I'll still watch every now and then. And I, you know, I know what's going on, and. Um, but any opportunity to, you know, spend a little bit less time just like watching other people do something is is okay by me. Right, that's true. So well, it's it's really really bizarre to me. It's not that bizarre because it's like a huge money making machine, and I I enjoy watching sports from time to time. I'm a Blue Jays fan as well. Sports, sports, and uh, wah. <laughs> even watching football I think is fun and basketball and a lot of other sports. But it does amaze me. What a crazy money-making machine is, and worldwide, mm-hmm. it's these huge fucking stadiums built to it, and getting filled with people, and food and liquor is so much more expensive, and you're just watching people play a fucking game. Mm. Like, who gives a shit, mm-hmm. right? That's another hot take. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, there's very little else to say, but that is a one of the hottest of hot takes I've heard. So let's make Sierra. a song for it. Take it away, Dan. The hot take song. On hot Zeitgeist. takes. Why don't you talk about it? Hot takes, everybody coming yeah. down to the hot takes. So now come a mama. A hot takes, sports, yeah, sports. Hot takes, why don't you come down? My fade out hot takes are coming down. Oh, a fade out. Oh, man. Was, he has revolutionized how we do these shitty little bumpers. That was like a <laughs> little cotton picking bumper. Indeed. <laughs> Gonna yeah. jump down, turn around, watch some fucking hot takes. <laughs> sports. Sports. Great stuff, everybody. Yeah, and now that we've come out of the uh, the hot take segment, I think it. Uh, I think we can discuss your point that uh, watching sports is a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Uh, but let's take a little break first. How about that? Sure. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about wasting time, mm-hmm. and perhaps the extension of wasting your time right now, listening to us talk, even though it's like a sport, but not quite a sport. We'll be back on Zeit Guys. DJ Tasker, take us out on some hot hot sports tracks. What do you got? Do you got? Hello. <laughs> Let me do that again. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it again. This is still this. We're, we're keeping that in, and we're going to do this bumper. We're going to include the whole thing because I'm happy with how that started, and I'm happy with pretty much everything that's going on right now. And let me explain to you, dear listener, what it is. If you're listening to this podcast right now, that means you've stumbled upon one of the many facets of Over Easy Airwaves. Um, Over Easy Airwaves is a website 
and uh, company. What we're doing is we're making podcasts, we're making music, we're making art. We're bringing uh, awareness to all sorts of different content that's being made by wonderful, wonderful content creators the world over, specifically Toronto, Canada. We're also throwing all sorts of events. You can go up on our website and find out anything we're doing uh, near you coming up in the near future. We're talking comedy. We're talking concerts. We're talking uh, parties. We're talking art. We're talking all sorts of, of really great stuff. You uh, can go to overeasyairwaves.com. You can see all the great content we have going up on there. You can read about a little a little bit about what the company and website is all about. And uh, I hope you enjoy some more content that we're putting out there and keep coming back for more. Thank you so much for listening and uh, have, uh, you know, just have a great day and uh, just continue being a great person. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. We are back. We are back, the heart guys. Of this podcast is still beating. Oh, yeah. Ah, well, we had a great break here, guys, but we're uh, we're ready to, uh, to to dissect Matt's hot take. So, sports, sports. Why do why are people so into these uh, these crazy things we call sports? They're fun to play. I see that mm-hmm. now. That'll get you in at a young age. Yeah, that's all it is. You think people play it and then they love watching other people be better than? I think it's I think it's conditioned, and I also think, well, I I think you. You fall in love with the experience of watching sports in, in some way. And when you're young, that sticks with you the same way that anything will stick with you. I suppose if your team like sucks forever, like if you were from Cleveland, then maybe it's maybe it's harder, but they do seem to have a good following. I know for me, like the reason I love the Jays so much is because when I was a kid, you may recall, Matt, our father is a big baseball fan. He certainly is. So he got me into the Jays. We would go to games. And we won the World Series when I was 10 years old and then 11 years old. And it was like, well, well, this is it. Like, there was no chance for me not to just be in love with the Jays. And then they weren't great for many, many years. But, like, I was hooked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly winning. But even just having good experiences Mm -hmm. watching sports. And, you know, it's so communal when it comes to something like baseball or football has the opportunity sometimes, too, to be in really beautiful weather outside. And Mm -hmm. it's a fun experience. So, you know, I'm sure that's part of it, but I think a lot of it is that it happens when you're young and it gets ingrained right. and, and it's a ritual. And uh, let me just hit this table Please don't. a couple more times. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think that is a definitely one of the main reasons people become lifelong sports fans. I think there I think there is something intrinsically very satisfying about watching people play a game, though. Like, I think we because we could con- like we like to construct narratives, right? Like we put a lot of ourselves into sports teams and sports players and it, it's fun to like watch these extremely rich right. beautiful people Not play always. play games They're against each other rich and ugly that's true sometimes beautiful and poor rarely yeah that's very exactly. rarely <laughs> who's the best looking poor athlete you can think of <laughs> nobody for me how many athletes can i name zero so there that, you go. Not a not a great indicator. This was a poor choice for a topic. <laughs> I'm amazed we've been talking about sports straight up for so much. This of the is time. what we do on this show. Right. I Nothing. Need... <laughs> what What's your favorite sport, Matt? Baseball. Okay. I like baseball again for because of the Blue Jays because it was a thing. Sport of Kings. The sport America's favorite king sport, as their tagline goes. Phrase we've heard a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because because uh, of my dad, and because of uh, my brother. And just because, you know, like going, going to watch the Jays was a family thing or even just watching the game on TV after dinner or before dinner. Well, I sure did. 
Um, there's something to be said for that. I also really think that a big reason why sports are popular with kids and that why that sort of translates into it being something that stays sticks with you for life is just like really simple. I mean, like, there's rules, and it gets complicated, but it's just a really simple idea. It's like there's this team, and they're in these fancy colors, and they have this cool mascot, and there's this, like, it's like juice, you know? It's just, like, sugary and, like, nice colors and easy to watch, and especially nowadays, like, broadcast really well on TV, <laughs> and you come to get to know the people. So I-, I like the Blue Jays for that reason. And, like, when I was a kid, I didn't really care about watching sports, but I was really into uniforms. I loved playing organized sports because I would get a uniform and me and all my friends would have the same colored shirts. I think there's something to be said for that. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically only the Jays that I, that I like and baseball. And then I guess I also enjoy watching basketball and football occasionally, but I really don't care about the sports, I would say. I think tri- tribalism is alluring to people. For yep. sure. And, again, you know, again, when you're a kid, you don't even think about that. You, you know, you, you get hooked on it and it's your city and it's – you that's know, the other you thing. Memorize the numbers. I remember that's a thing that kids do. That mm-hmm. now my friends who have little kids, they're like, my my kid knows every number of every jersey. It's like, well, yeah, that's one. That's the thing. It's like stats, but you know, before you can really get yeah. into stats, what what can we memorize about these right. heroes of ours on the ball I, field? Which is why I think baseball is a great example of that because they say number twenty five, your first baseman, Carlos Delgado. Like oh, they, yeah. so they you know, they announce everything about them as you they yelled it. I yelled it. You I nailed, nailed it. it. I know. Delgado, the 2-5. That. That's what I was saying. I thought that because you were like, kids know the numbers. And I was like, do I know the numbers? Yep, Delgado is 25. No doubt about it. Shplimp. Shplimp. Yeah, I work I work with kids um, in my day job, which is not podcasting. I do not make... Uh, I do not really? Make, I do not make the children edit all these podcasts. You're not making money. You're not making enough money to live off of this. Surprisingly, no. I'm surprised. Uh, but they just across the board love the Jays and they know every player and they know their number and they know when they're injured and they know like the the starting lineup for the Jays. I'm like cheapers like cheapers creepers cheapers where did you get those peepers criminy <laughs> but yeah like it, it, it's pretty cool that um, I'm not from Toronto uh, Lord so, knows that's true yeah so I did not grow up fucking <laughs> implant it, I'm, I'm an implant that is correct that's um, why we hate you yeah, and, and that's why I'm hated. So, hate so Jay's Jay's fandom was pretty uh, pretty limited uh, when I was a kid. I think especially because I was pretty young when the Jays won uh, won the World Series. So the two times I do know that. So I did, I never grew up with like this really rabid Jay's fandom. So coming here and like ha- meeting all these kids that know the Jays so well, I'm like that that was hockey players, right? So growing up. <laughs> You were a Flames fan? Are you still a Flames fan? I am a Montreal Canadiens fan, but that is because of my dad. Right. So when my dad was growing up uh, in Alberta, um, there were two Canadian teams. There was the Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the idea was no way in hell am I going to cheer for a team from Toronto. Mm -hmm. So I've been a Habs fan my whole life. And is your dad from Alberta originally? My dad is from Alberta originally. Just like you? Yep. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. The patriarchal trickle-down is powerful Mm -hmm. in the the world of sports, Mm -hmm. as we've seen here today. And it could be matriarchal as well, but my mom doesn't care about sports. You know what? She likes baseball. She's a Jays fan. She she is a Jays fan. She and uh, and her partner went the other night to the ballgame, in fact, with a couple of tickets that I could not use. That was nice of you. Well, they bought them. Oh. <laughs> they, they, paid, At, they paid me back for the ticket, what I had spent on them. With interest. Well, I mean, you got to make a little between, bit of money. Get a little between bit of us and interest, the six people yeah. listening, no. <laughs> Since you were terminated from your job. Um, let's talk about that for a hot second. I'm sure this will be a great topic. You were terminated from your job at Sportsnet because you were too 
too good at your job? That's yeah. how you always framed it to me. No, no, no. I, I, did I? No. Not, not quite. I but. didn't get along with my boss. Because you're sassy. Yeah, I'm super sassy. I don't fit into your system, man. Or your, he only fit into the sastum. That's right. <laughs> I, I rule Whack. the sastum. Um, I didn't see eye to eye with my manager at Sportsnet. Sportsnet uh, is, is owned by a big Canadian company. Rogers. Rogers. Uh, and they have what you might be able to imagine as a fairly rigid corporate system, mm-hmm. uh, management and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really fit in there. And I'm, sh- I think I like I didn't really. I'm not saying like I was like deliberately got fired because I was pretty surprised when when the guy fired me, even though we didn't get along. But I, I, I think I kind of like run my course of being okay with working there. Right. Um, it did, was a cool job for a while. Did you like it? It's a lot of fun. Uh, I like parts of it. You know, sports are on in the evening and on the weekends, so I would work a lot in the evening and the weekends, and that's not great if, like, you know, you want to have dinner with the lady that you're dating and one day might get married to, and mm-hmm. indeed did. And um, Despite your job. One-year anniversary celebrated just last week. I don't Possible know if job. I mentioned that earlier. On my birthday. But, uh, yeah, we did get married on your birthday. That's true. <laughs> Forever entwined. <laughs> We're practically related. <laughs> uh, um, so for the viewers at home, uh, what exactly was your job? So I would watch a game. Sounds awful. Uh, and we had this software where you log everything that happens in the game, basically, into its own little clip that goes into the archives. And then you take uh, the pertinent clips and you write a little script. So if you were to watch a highlight show at night, you know they say, okay, bottom of the third, we pick it up, and Bautista hits a home run, yada, yada. Um, so all of that comes from people watching each individual game, taking all the little clips, putting them in an archive, and then writing a script uh, for you know three or four or five of the clips or whatever is, is okay. important. And were you doing like all sports across the board? Yeah. Or did you get assigned like the shittiest sports because your manager didn't you like to watch you? Well, golf, no. Like some sort of fat old loser. Uh, I've watched golf. And it's not the best. It's you the sport like of kings. As I don't we all love know. golf. I've enjoyed watching golf a couple of times, but I definitely like had to work on it a few times where it was it was kind of torture. When you start there, you watch <laughs> the worst games. You know, like right, the right. first year that I worked there, I was um, working on a L.A. Clippers game this at is, the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. This is pre Clipper, uh, pre Blake Griffin. Oh Clippers, yeah, I'm this assuming. is uh, 2009, and they were still like garbage and it was the worst assignment on new year's eve so i'm watching it when you know there's not even a ball and there's no countdown or anything i'm just so that was how i started there and then you, you work your way up and i actually got to do a lot of work on a lot of blue jays games and um and other you know cool cool events um yeah it's so weird it was so long ago like now it's four years since i worked there so i worked there for three years and now it's it's been so long we're actually right around the corner from their offices right now. Let's go. Uh, we should little, go, go say little, hi. Little, little, down there. My ex-manager was fired. Was he? Yeah. For, for gross incompetence. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I would imagine so. This guy was like uh, like a cartoonish bad boss. And just like <laughs> like a micromanagey. Like if you were, you, you'd be like, this is too intense if someone wrote him in a script for a TV show right. as the overbearing. He tied you to the railroad track. Piece of fucking shit, boss. You'd the be Teddy like, Roosevelt let's tone him down. Yes, exactly. Just a real the scummy most hated piece of, of all shit. presidents. No foreshadowing whatsoever here, I assume. Well, it's no surprise here on Guys that we despise Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, he was an his, unabashed loser. His pro-National Parks agenda? Bullshit. Who needs a national park? There's plenty of them. There's a park uh, around the corner from you. Go put your kid in the fucking swing. We need development, people. 
Does unabashed apply to losers? I always fi- isn't unabashed kind of a deliberate. There's something deliberate you could there. Be an unabashed loser. Like you don't care that you're a loser. Oh, you're like I'm a loser and I'm still president because I'm Teddy fucking Roosevelt. I'm glad we suck. unpacked it. You're right. That's you're I right. think you could be. I think. Well, that's an interesting question. You know you're a loser and no you hey, you know that and you're, you're a freaking loser and you're walking over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't care. You're unapologetic. You're happy with being a loser. You're almost flaunting it in someone's face. Unabashed loser. I'm signing off on it. We're it cool. happens. Yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. Can you think of any great examples of an unabashed loser other than of course Teddy fuckboy piece of shit Roosevelt? <laughs> He's I'm, long dead, right? Yes. Boy, I hope so. He's not going to get a hold of this, a recording of this. He's not going to have this? He's, he's what about his number seven? Uh, Ghost of Mr. Roosevelt? Uh, yes, it's your secretary talking to you through a seance again. Uh, that podcast is back. These motherfuckers. <laughs> <Honest. laughs> See. I assume you guys oh. curse on this podcast with some frequency, oh, we right? curse like sailing fuckers. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. Sailing's a sport. Yeah, let's uh, talk sports. sailing. Should we? Nope. Great. Moving my, on. My the Sport of Kings, as we all know. Sport of Kings. Sailing. Does every racing thing, including sailing, have a Grand Prix? Or just race car driving? Uh, race car driving definitely does. Or what's the what's the, Triple Crown. That's triple a thing crown. that exists yeah. in a few different sports, yeah. right? Horse racing. And in the, there's a Triple Crown of motorsport. And is there of sailing? Uh, you would have to ask a rich person. I would have I to ask DJ know. Tasker. You think they use a, a checkered flag in sailing to indicate a winner? I assume they use a pistol, an old timey <laughs> pirate's pistol, like a musket. <laughs> yeah. that they gotta jerk off with the metal rod to get it. Notice how I'm doing the yeah. jerk off motion the correct way, Nick. <laughs> Wait, how, how was I doing? Has man? there been an issue? Yeah, yeah, he always does it palm forward. What? Hey, man, who's like, to say what's correct? Yeah, Me. some different strokes for different folks. Literally. Do you think that's where that term comes from? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I jerk off like this. Different, well, hey, different stroke for different hey, folks. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm walking here. It's all coking. Well, hey, brother. Different strokes for different folks. Teddy Roosevelt was a whirling dervish enthusiast if I... If my uh, studies have taught what, me anything. What kind of piece of shit would love whirling dervishes? Do you, do, do you guys know anything about whirling dervishes? Nothing. Yeah, it's the, it's um, it's um it's like a religious belief. Mm-hmm. And is the idea that they're going to reach nirvana through spinning? They're, yeah, they're practitioners of uh, Sufi Islam, and uh, which is a, a branch of Islam that puts more importance on music. And, Fine by me. Uh, yeah. Sounds and like so um, you could say that every other form of Islam is lesser. Would you say that, Nick? Let's get into this. Go ahead. I urge you to. Uh, Sports. Sports. Um, yeah, really so did. they uh, they there's a specific music that goes along uh, with this the ceremony, and they just whirl around and whirl around and whirl around, and they reach a state of enlightened, uh, heightened consciousness through uh, their spinning. And people just watch that and are like, cool. And do you think that is or is not bullshit? I think it's really cool. I think the music is fantastic. I think it's a really interesting uh, ceremony. It's a relatively small group of people, right? Yeah. The whirling Uh, dervishes? Yeah. And I mean, it's not that all practitioners of Sufi Islam are are whirling whirling dervishes. Which they should be. And are being judged harshly by everyone, including God above, uh, that they're doing it wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a talented major league pitcher by the name of you Darvish. You are and so good at bringing it back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Much well, better than we are. I'd really like to make a you Darvish whirling Darvishes joke, but 
but instead I'll just present the premise. <laughs> I, I like it. I think I think you've done enough. So. The joke Thank is you. there. Uh, what is a dervish? What does that mean? Don't look at me. Well, I'm D- looking at DJ you. DJ Tasker? You DJ wanna... Tasker, find out uh, some info on whirling dervishes for us. See if there's a meme about whirling darvishes <laughs> in related to pitching phenom you darvish. Do you think there's any sort of relation between a whirling dervish and a Tasmanian devil? I do. What do you believe that that is? Tasmanian devils are known to be Sufi Muslims. Mm-hmm. And not all of them are whirling dervishes, but they should <laughs> or be. Or Tasmanian devils. Why does the Tasmanian devil in the cartoon spin so fast like that that's not what a real tasmanian devil does i saw them at a zoo and what they do is sleep and take shits what kind of cartoon is that anyways (laughs) i want my cartoons real but hey different strokes for different strokes for different folks brother (laughs) works this time because he's my actual brother you have some info there tasker it looks like you have information nope you just look like you have information but you don't Nick was all right. Nick correctly explained what Dervish is. It was pretty in-depth. Meaning that it's based on Darvish, the pitcher. See if you can find one of those memes. <laughs> what team does he play him for? The Texas Rangers. Mm. The Blue Jays' mortal enemies of late. Dun-dun-dun. Indeed. Texas What's... Rangers, formerly owned by George W. Bush. That's that's correct. Really? Yeah. Former President George W. Bush? <laughs> Well, what do you know? Well known as the Teddy Roosevelt of presidents. <laughs> yep. Former cocaine addict? Hey now, never Bush. proven. Hey now, addict former is my a, ass. Addict is a strong word. Yeah, he probably wasn't an addict, but boy, did he like to party. The guy dabbled. I assume. What is your least favorite sport, Dan? Like in, in the all of the sports? In every sport you can imagine. Let's keep it to something that has a major league, just so that we're not like picking on, I don't know, Roller derby. Roller derby. Which is everyone's least favorite sport. Unless you're some sort of uh, moron. I heard roller derby's fun. Have you ever been? There's like a league in Toronto. I've never been. It's also, I know roller derby's uh, really been great for like various queer communities. So, I think there's a lot of badass queers in the roller derby scene. Doesn't mean it's not a shit sport. Well, roller derby's my least favorite sport. (laughs) Well, not an option. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. I, you know? I mean, of all like the sports that are all over the place that are really popular, I guess golf has to be my least favorite. Um, like I said, I've enjoyed watching golf a couple times, but like I just I don't play it. I'm not super familiar with it. I have a lot of respect for the discipline. I think it's sure. really hard to be a, a talented golfer. Yeah. But for me, like you know, on TV or whatever, um, like a comparable sport like tennis, way more interested in tennis. I agree. I uh, love watching a good tennis match. Tennis is incredibly exciting to watch. Yeah, when yeah. they get that dead spin, oh, hey, boy. Baby. Look out, baby. <laughs> Sports. Nick, least favorite uh, sport? I I mean, golf uh, is de- would de- definitely right up there for me or down there. But there is something very special about being incredibly hungover and watching golf on TV mm. just because it is so unchallenging and serene. To the watch. broadcasts are pretty soothing, yeah, too. It's, very, it's just like, yeah. oh. That's a lovely shot. It's, it's like jazz yeah. radio. Late yeah, it's at night. like it's like listening. It's like listening to an down. NPR podcast, but it's a sport. I like a sport oh, where you can hear that you know, really thing happen. Get in there. Um, but I, until very recently, I would have said baseball. I am not really? a baseball fan. I do not love the sport of kings. Uh, but it's the sport of but, kings, you know. But I, but I think since moving here and getting more into like the the Homer attitude, I, I like baseball a little more. I think I, I just find it not fun to watch on TV at all. 
I understand that. You should become a stats guy. I should. I, and but, you'll love it. Uh, my former roommate, noted stats guy, Noah Sherman. He is uh, a stats guy. Sherm the worm? Sherm, Sherm the, worm. the worm himself. How, how did you know that? Made it up. Well, <laughs> you were right. He, uh, it's like a guy named Carl being nicknamed Crazy, Crazy Carl. Carl. 100% of the time. How original. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Sherm the worm. Sherm the worm. <laughs> Just like Crazy Carl. He's going to love Crazy that. Crazy Carl Sherm the worm. Right, Carl Sherman. Carl Sherman, my, my good friend and roommate. Uh, he uh, He's a big baseball fan and a big dad's guy. Uh, and I asked him, I was like, why, like, why are you so into the sport? Carl, he was like, why the stats? Carl, why the stats? And he was like, well, I mean, baseball's not really an interesting sport at all. So I found, found a way to make it more interesting to and me. He loves baseball. And he loves baseball. I disagree. I think baseball is one of the most interesting sports mm-hmm. because it's, other than the sports that are clearly like they're from the same place, like cricket, and I'm sure a few other like, Elizabethan games that nobody plays anymore that are all kind of the same dog game. Dogtooth, a game I made up. Dogtooth, yep. Where it's like baseball, but you're pitching live dogs. And if you hit all of its teeth out, it's a home run. And everyone claps like this. Um, I, much like golf, or flog as I call it, it's a parallelogram. You can spell it the same forwards and backwards and pronounce it differently. Um, baseball, I think, is interesting because it's not two teams going from one side of a field to the other. Uh, it's like, you know, it's unlike anything else in the way that it's organized. And if you know the game and if you know what you're looking for, um, it can be incredibly exciting. The like tension, certainly when you have a crowd full of people that are really, really into it, which I only ever started to experience in this last year when the Jays got so close. Um, people like hanging on every second, like there's a crazy energy in there. And I think because it moves kind of slowly, um, it's it's like a really feverish sort of like static energy you get in the air that yeah. doesn't exist quite so so much it's like in in like basketball where they're scoring points every half a minute or even in hockey where they're not scoring quite so often but they're still you've moving, got the, moving you've got really the, fast. You've got the court movement, right? It's I not think there's like a lot of tension in baseball, which I think is what ex- is exciting. Basket- and then the release of that, you know, basketball gets that. Not every game, but basketball gets that with the what I like to call timeout time. Mm-hmm where it just becomes a series of strategically placed timeouts in the last minutes, and, you know, the last two minutes of a basketball game can drag out forever, which I find the... I think kind of what you're describing, where it's just, like, that tension map. What's going to happen? What's going to happen, and every play is very important, rather than, you know, you have three quarters of a lot of back and forth, but that's where you get really drunk. Yep. But... I mean, I, that, I'm not using that as an argument against baseball, where I understand people get very drunk while watching baseball. I think that's true for every sport. Yeah. What do you think is the least drunk sport? Golf? No, no. I think oh, people no, no, are no. drinking when they play golf, uh, certainly in a casual setting. Yeah, no, no, no. no. That's true. Uh, Probably I mean, actually... fans watching? Yeah. I'm sure they serve booze at those golf courses. I've never are seen you? a professional golf. There's such little chance that I will ever attend a professional golf match. Uh, so I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, golf. It's stuffy. Well, what, what do you think is the most drunk sport? Football. College so? college ball. College football. College ball, baby. Or, college you know, football. Fut, <laughs> football. The my, other football. Uh, football. Football. They like to drink. And here's what I am going to put forward. And also no one asked me what my least favorite sport is. And it's a double answer there. for least favorite sport and most drunk sport. I believe might be NASCAR racing. Oh, God. Good People get pick. real fucked good up. Pick, okay, buddy. hang on a second here. I just want to say this. From the get-go, yep. at least halfway, if not more, into this podcast. <laughs> Almost done. I don't consider that to be a sport. No? Ooh. What no. about Formula One racing? No. You don't think racing at Formula One I think is absolutely it's, a sport. I think it's like a mechanical pursuit 
more than it's like an athletic pursuit. But you don't um, have to be like particularly was... athletic to play golf. I think you do have to be pretty athletic to be really good at golf. I think all you have to do, like, I think you have to be skilled. Yeah. And there's a really specific sort of muscle set that you have to work out. And that's also true for controlling a high-powered race car, I would say. It, sure. Various, okay. Yeah. Definitely that's skills, fair. and it is quite physical. I, I I definitely understand how race car driving is physical. I mean, I think golf is clearly more athletic. Okay. Yeah. I sure. Don't know. Sure. I guess I don't even really care that much about it. <laughs> I just really want to go and you know what? get sucked into an Can argument I, about it. I would like to change my least favorite sport answer to auto racing. Because <laughs> if we're counting it as a sport, that is awful to work at uh, uh, from a sports net, you know, working in television Watching. perspective. To, to have an assignment related to car racing, I mean, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't be more bored. I don't like NASCAR because of, like, the culture around it. Sure. Because of all those redneck pieces of shit Roosevelt's hanging around. But <laughs> I do like Formula One, probably, as we mentioned earlier, because our father is a Formula One fan. I remember watching – I mean, not really, but I remember, him, like, watching Grand Prix with him, hearing about Jacques Villeneuve, mm -hmm. famed Canadian Formula One race car driver. And here's something else I like about it is the um, – like, the – Cars in general don't really interest me, although they are an incredible feat of human innovation. But race cars, like Formula One race cars, are really, really cool machines. Yeah. They're like super fast fighter jets on the ground. They're built really cool. Again, the tribalism of the colors of it. I'm sure all you know the advertising and all that shit that goes into it. It's also kind of classy. Without it's kind being of too Euro. Stuffy. It's very Euro. Like I, I like it because it doesn't feel <laughs> like another there's not really a, another sport that feels like oh great Formula not One. another sport yeah. <laughs> just what we need well yeah but it's just like it has a very different like i feel like it's a different group of people that watch it and that are really into it and that it has this like very like idiot. yeah idiot Idiots cosmopolitan euro trash <laughs> do you think anyone's ever tried to do a uh a relay race in auto sports i think that exists do they do that i think that or I, I do believe that in sports, and I could be wrong about this, but I do believe in auto racing there is uh, maybe not a relay race, but teams wherein, like, uh, both drivers, if they drive separately, maybe one day apart, you add up their time together. And, like, you drive mm. in teams. I do think that's a racing thing. Mm. Um, basing this on nothing, of course. The student has become the guesser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was never your student. Might I remind you? Fair enough. I th I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> you I, was, the situation. I was just referring to, to me being brought in as a supposed expert on sports. That was a lie. And uh, <laughs> I think you successfully undercut my burn. I'm hoping I did. Yeah, we're both a little singed. Huh? <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a little break. I was just about to say that. Well, I said it first. Cool. Uh, when we come back, we'll play a little bit of Rushmore. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a little bit about about sports. Sports, it's happening again. Uh, we'll be right back on Zeitgeist. Don't go anywhere. If you're hanging out at the beach, checking out the waves, maybe putting on that string bikini. Ouch! Don't get too fried now. Keep it where you got it for all the best music, like this one, the latest from Huey Lewis and the News. Hi, I'm Bethany, a fellow podcaster on Over Easy Airwaves. If you like the sounds of this podcast, you should check out my podcast, The Talk. It's a little different, but a lot of fun. And if you like a good old-fashioned roll in the hay, you're sure to love it. So come check out The Talk. 
And we're back. Oh, yeah. That's that classic 80s Huey Lewis and the news. So good. Sound. Oh, yeah. And we're back, and we're going to play a little game I like to call Rushmore. I like to call it that, too. Hey, Matt, why don't you explain Mush- Rush Mushmore? <laughs> why don't you explain Mushmore. Route Mushmore <laughs> for our viewers at home? Well, uh, it's basically a game based on mashed potatoes or gruel or mm. uh, oatmeal, any other kind of mush. And what you're going to do is just make more of it in general, in your life, at home. Just mush more. On the go. Hashtag more. It's the official campaign of Zeitgeist. We just want you to mush more, guys. Sounds more like a way of life than a game, necessarily. Well, everything in life can be a game if you just whistle while you work. So, mush more, Zeitgeist. So, the game game is Rushmore, and I'll explain it. Uh, This is a game... (laughs) That I was going to explain it as if I was you. Yeah. Not going to be funny to anyone but you or I. This is a game that Nick used to play on car rides with his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's true. And um, uh, I, uh, I assume, Dan, you're familiar with the natural occurring mountain uh, in the United States of America where the mountain picked its four favorite presidents and became those presidents. The mountain of Rushmore. I know it the well. The mountain of Rushmore. We no. don't know why it's there. Nope. Uh, we, we're we're terrified. We don't want to know. And but but we're in awe of it. We, we're in awe. I, I'll I, say that. Yeah, there, there's the the cult uh, that 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 does worship Mount Rushmore, and mm-hmm. and we Rushmoreites, and they have been kidnapping our our children. Mm-hmm. And good riddance to them. That's why I don't have any kids. They <laughs> were all kid, they were all kidnapped. <laughs> is the thing. So here's how this stupid game works. Uh, it's basically a top four where you pick your uh, top three that definitely have to be in there as the mountain pick the definite favorite presidents. Uh, you got your A.B. Linky, all right? You got your Jorge Washington, okay? Um, that's how it's actually pronounced. That's You're looking true. at me, uh, yeah. but I'm right. Uh, you got your uh, who's the who's the third one that isn't the one that we hate so much? Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Right, of course, Tommy J. Tommy J. I forgot for a hot second. Never lover remembered. of slaves. Lover of lover of fucking slaves. Lover of fucking lover slaves. Of having sex with the slaves. Uh, secondary bad guy in Hamilton. Yep. The musical, the musical that not in the city. Do we? I don't know if we like or hate that musical now, but never seen it. I have no opinion, but I believe it is beloved. It's beloved it's by liked. a certain group of people. Who Idiots. are yeah, Idiots who? and morons, which brings us to our fourth president. <laughs> Teddy, in air quotations, human piece of garbage, Roosevelt. <laughs> now, you pick your top three that definitely have to be on there, and the, and the fourth one could be uh, a point of contention with other people who are playing the game. It could be something that doesn't quite fit the mold. And today on Zeitgeist, we're talking sports, as we so often do, being a bunch of sporty dudes. Um, and so we like to talk about movies. We like to talk about television. We like to talk about music on this show. We are the Zeitgeist, after all. Uh, so today it's a Rushmore of sports films. In, to put it in other words, movies about sports. Mm-hmm. To say it again, uh, a piece of cinema about uh, professionally played games. Motion picture about relating to sports. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Um Nick, do you want to start us off? Why not? All right. All right. Uh, so I've tried to keep it uh, one uh, one sport, one pick, which is hard because as we were discussing in the break, there are a ton of really fucking good movies about baseball. Seriously. It's because it's America's sport. So it's also American, sport of kings. The sport of kings. The sport of American kings. That's so true. So American uh, filmmakers love sort of you know, jizzing all over the, the game. How many American kings can you name before we go on? Um, there was King Crimson, an English band, <laughs> who is also not a king. Perfect. Elvis? 
Nailed it in one. <laughs> as they say in the game of golf. <laughs> nailed it wow. in one. And he hit a nailed it in one. <laughs> He'll be buying Arnold Palmer's for the whole course today. <laughs> Drinks are on me, guys. I got a nailed it in one. <laughs> Famous 100% alcoholic drink, the Arnold Palmer. Great. Now continue with the game. All right. So uh, my baseball pick, and as we all know, uh, Thomas Jefferson is the uh, the baseball president because TJ because yeah I, I don't have time to come up with a reason uh, but I picked uh, a league of their own because oh, yeah, not on my baseball list. great flick yeah and uh, on the break uh, I said yeah I've, I've got a I've got a baseball movie and Dan said I think we all have the same baseball movie and I think I know what that baseball movie is and if you guys both pick it I'll be like oh yeah. But I went for a league of their own because I love this movie as a child. I think it's a very sweet movie. I it think holds it's a very up. funny. It's and, but it's so good. I like and you know who's great in it? In the sink. That's great. It's who's got great in it's it? got Everybody? a lot going on. Madonna. Yep. Madonna's great in it. Rosie O'Donnell's great Killer. in it. Gina Davis is just you know her ravishing self. John Lovitz, one John, of his best appearances ever. Yeah. Totally. It's a fantastic, fantastic flick. And if you haven't seen League of Their Own, dear viewer, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Why you just, watch it? Why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't seen a league of their fucking own? That's the one requirement for this podcast. You have to have seen it. Listen, fuck yourself any way you like. Different strokes. But make sure you throw on that DVD. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving to uh, the well-known sport of, uh, of kings, uh, basketball. Uh, I've picked a, a film that maybe you think all films have a screenplay and are, uh, and are scripted Uh-oh. and are unreal, oh, as they say. I've picked, great pick. I've broken the mold, and I've picked a documentarian oh, film. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Hoop Dreams. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And Hoop Dreams is, it was really hard picking a basketball flick. I love basketball. Oh, you didn't uh, go for O? The Basketball Othello? The Basketball Othello, starring <laughs> Makey Pfeiffer that and Julia Stiles. That's it's, a, it's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. No, it's not. It's terrible. It's, all right. Different strokes. <laughs> different, <laughs> different strokes. Brother. Uh, but yeah, Hoop Dreams is one of the most uh, touching. Wow, I really went inspiring and said, well, Hoop Dreams is kind of deflating, actually. Most, like a much basketball like a ball. deflated. <laughs> most, uh, most sports movies are pretty uplifting. For sure. That's, yeah. That's uh, but Hoop story. Dreams is, it's a beautiful movie. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, I really recommend uh, checking it out because it's, uh, it's a film that follows two different boys journey from playing on the streets to playing in the sheets. Nope. That, that, that's in my Hoop Dreams <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> Which has which you can not find gone, on zeitgeist.com. Which has not gotten a lot of traction and actually has gotten a lot of very concerned emails. Negative uh, reactions. Oh, very from negative. From both the people in the film and the people who have read it. Just me. a straight up <laughs> insult to one of the most storied documentaries of all time. It's, uh, it's a bad scene. It's Specifically, you're talking about the scene where they fuck each other. <laughs> poorly written. Poorly written. Uh, when Hoop and Dreams finally get together and just sex it on up between the sheets. Really, really, yeah, Hoop is really my favorite character. Well, Hoop's really? just so I like cool. Dream. Isn't that weird? Continuing on. All right, continuing on the Good list. Um, I've got, uh, I got my, uh, my hockey movie next, and... Maybe you're thinking Slapshot. I didn't go Slapshot. Nope. I went for a more recent film, Goon. Oh, if you guys haven't Sean seen William Scott. Sean William Scott. Uh, 
I believe, written, but not directed by Jay Baruchel. But he directed the sequel, I think, which is in production now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fun. I I just, I watched Goon when I was very, very drunk. And I, I, in my drunk state, I was like, oh, this is too good. I need to watch, watch this, this sober. sober. And I watched it the next day. And it is the next day. The next day. Good for you. It is an absolute delight. I can't recommend it enough. Allison Pill uh, is the love interest. She's so funny. Uh, yeah, she's terrific. Um, Matt makes fun of the way I say terrific. That's terrific. nice. Says it wrong. Yeah, that's a good friend. Uh, and Liev Schreiber has never been better. What about that movie where he's uh, that badass Jew with James Bond? Ah, that movie sucked. You know the one I mean? No. No, it didn't suck. Munich. It was great. No, he's not in Munich. Come on. What do you mean? He's the Jewish guy. Right, right. Munich. I mean, James Bond, Daniel Craig is in that movie. Yeah. But not Liev Schreiber. No? No. I'm pretty sure he is. Nope. Fair enough. <laughs> Guess I'm thinking of Spotlight. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. He was in it. He, he's really good in it. He's very he's a good actor. He's, he's a great actor. Especially whatever movie I'm thinking of. Can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Badass Jews. Uh, Liev Schreiber and Daniel Craig are brothers. They are on a train in the Holocaust, and then they like take it over, and then they go to the woods and murder a whole bunch of Nazis. And then Othello plays some basketball. Badass and... Jew. Right. Badass Jew, just like I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard of that film. Fiddler but... on the Roof, Fiddler. it's called. <laughs> Fiddler to like Fiddle Harder. We're spoof, because we're spoofing. Just finish the game. All right. Uh, and my uh, my last pick uh, is probably the most Teddy Roosevelt pick I have ever uh, gone with. Because, one, it's not real a real sport. It's not a movie. And, it's not and two, sports. it's not a very good movie. But I picked it because I think it the most interesting thing about it is the sport. The fake sport in the game. And I picked the movie Tron. Wow. Oh I mean, Terrible I know. Movie. A loose I know, interpretation yeah. of the rules of the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I was also thinking of going with like Death Race or um, or some, something murder like ball. that. Murder Ball? Oh, no. Murder Ball is murder a documentary. Murder Ball is a documentary. What's the one? Ah, oh, fuck. Death Ball. What's that stupid movie called? It was a remake and they're in the. You know what I'm talking about? DJ Tasker's looking it up. Forget about it. He's looking it up. Uh, but yeah, I, I went with Tron because I. Uh, Roller Ball. Roller Ball. Roller That's ball. what I'm talking yeah. about. Thank yeah, you. but I I just wanted something that like create kind of created something that's a little more enduring than maybe the film itself and the movie Tron not very good, I think we can all agree on that. You got my vote. Uh, Didn't see it. Very. It. I mean, it's worth watching uh, no, if you're not. a fan of early '80s special effects, which I am, that's true. Uh, and that general uh, kind of chintzy aesthetic. But yeah. I, I like I think Tron is the Teddy Rooseveltist of sports films. Is it better or worse than the remake with the Daft Punk cameo? Because that that one I saw, didn't really like it that much. It Bad was, movie, great soundtrack. Great, I mean, it looked yeah. beautiful. It was a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, and I, that I, kind of when I watched Tron Legacy, I was like, well, this sort of lost the one thing I really enjoyed about Tron was that it looked like you know a very old conception of the future but right. when it, in like in modern times it just doesn't really work there is a great line in Tron Legacy where Jeff Bridges like it's like we were making intergalactic computer jazz man it's like who the fuck is this character Jeff Bridges becomes so famous from the Big Lebowski that now he has to be doing that in this movie it definitely just felt like the dude in a weird in a trippy computer, computer it's movie it's weird watching pre uh pre-Big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges stuff, because he was, like, a sex symbol. Like, if you watch uh, Last Picture Show, yeah. he's, like, like the hunky young dude in Fucking that. hot. Yeah, he looks great. Mm. I I would have sex with Jeff Bridges now, but I would also have sex with Jeff Bridges 
uh, in Last Picture Show era. Wow, a hot take from Nick this time. I don't know. I think Jeff Bridges is a very good-looking older man. Sure. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, he's all right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> this isn't the Jeff Bridges cast. That's coming later. Let's save that but, for later. Uh, Daniel. Yeah, Dan. Why don't you take us away? Rushmore. Well, I'm feeling a little self-conscious about the picks that I've been thinking about because I think your picks were were really impressive, Nick. They were and very now good. I'm, oh my. Now I'm a little intimidated. I, th- I feel like you thought a little deeper on it. But I'm going to go with my heart on this one. No, go as with the classics. Should. And as you know, my heart lies on the ball yard. Mm, the old bar, ball yard. The old king's court, they call mm, it. That's what they call the baseball field. So I'll kick off. All-time favorite. Still love it. Think it's amazing. Really holds up. Uh, a film called The Natural. Number one on my. That was oh, that was not the film oh. I thought you guys were going to pick. Oh, is that so. you? One of my other ones. It's one of the yeah. Are we going to get to talk about all the films we didn't pick afterwards? We can <laughs> because there mentions. are so yeah. Honorable we mention. Can talk about it for a bit. I love we a runner-up. Do a lightning section. Round. We'll yeah. I love that. Uh, the Natural is awesome. Uh, apart from Robert Redford really being too old at the time the film was made to to be, be like really picture. believable <laughs> as a rookie, even though then he comes back later and he's an old rookie. Anyways, it's it's beautiful. There's lots of beautiful baseball imagery in it. It's a pretty straightforward kind of good versus evil story going on with the owner of the team. He's trying to get get the team to lose. Um, and I I just I probably watched it. I don't know, 20 times over the course of my childhood. It was a VHS that I ran through a bunch of times. It's, and it's a beautiful looking movie. Just how <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's shot by Haskell Wexler. I'm not positive, but it's just the Wex man, the Wex key, the late great Haskell Wex. Uh, but it just looks like it's the game that makes baseball look so beautiful and appealing. Yeah. yeah. It's also very well spoofed in the Simpsons. Oh, and anything that The Simpsons is spoofing well like that, uh, Has you to know. Has be good source material. For sure. Right. Uh, I think, I'm sure we all love The Simpsons here. We really um, do. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. The soundtrack is great. It's it's iconic. And, uh, you know, it's, I would be remiss in not including it. I haven't seen it in a while, but, boy, do I love that I movie. I knew it was your mm-hmm. first pick. Dating back. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, it's it, you know me well. I certainly do. And it the film means a lot. We're brothers. Wanted to be the natural, you know? Who didn't? Oh, come on. Except for when he gets shot. That part's not great. Going to stick on the ball field for pick number two. Angels in the outfield is my guess. Not the one. I, You know, that came – That was, you guys were more into – you and our, our other brother, the middle brother, Micah. Uh, don't listen to this podcast, Micah. You're going to hate it. Don't you dare. Um, you guys were more angels in the outfield kind of peeps. Gotcha. I'm going to go – with uh, another baseball movie, Field of Dreams. Nice. If you build it, he will come. If mm-hmm. you build it, he will come. It's got all of. It's also really iconic. It's a really exciting flick to watch. And again, it's just it's a movie I watched a ton mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know that I love Kevin Costner and much else, but I really love him. He's great in that movie. in this movie. And James Earl Jones comes in in the middle and just. Kills it and uh, Ray Liotta uh, is great and Amy Madigan. I'm yep, right. That's yep, her name, right? Yep. Killer as 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 the wife and um, I, I I just love that flick. It's another one I haven't seen for a long time. But as soon you know, I start thinking great films based on sports of all time and Natural and Field of Dreams are like pop in immediately. So uh, it, you know, it's um, I gotta I gotta give respect to those classics. Of course, um, I always loved. Uh, is this heaven? No, this is Iowa. Oh, baby. I Nick li- lived in Iowa. I lived in Iowa for two years. Did you say that all the time? I actually, <laughs> a couple of us watched Field of Dreams. Did you like it? I, I do like Field of Dreams a lot. I think 
probably I would have liked it more if one, I was a baseball fan and two, I watched as a kid, but it, again, it just is like that kind of like beautiful, it's not sepia, but everything's kind of like tans and ambers and it just looks, you know, it's really pretty. It's a pretty movie. And again, just like the natural, it's just like, uh, it like really encapsulates the love for baseball really nicely Mm -hmm. in a film. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's total sports movie canon. It's right down the middle as it were. I love the moonlight, the moonlight Graham stuff when he kind of travels back in time moonlight and Graham. Yeah, now the the younger actor who plays him as a kid, his name is escaping me, but he's in a ton of stuff and he's really good. Oh, it's, white it, guy. It's a, yeah, yeah, white guy. <laughs> yep, that's a great move. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, Frank something. You ever see that movie Swimming with Sharks where Kevin Spacey is like a yeah, total a dick prick boss. of a boss? So this Frank Hurley? Nah, that's not it. He's also in Pulp Fiction. He's. Uh, you know, they speak English and what? He's that guy in Pulp Fiction. Right, 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 right. Uh, the guy who, oh, yeah. uh, from that first scene. I think it's Frank something. Anyways, I, sorry to take you off track. Uh, that's what the show's for. Third movie. Yep. It's a similar tone to the two that I already brought up. It's it's kind of pastoral. It kind of has that, that yeah. great look to it. And there's heart involved. Uh, it's a basketball film. It's a film uh, called Hoosiers. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I watched a ton on VHS as a kid. We had it at our grandparents' place, Grammy and Grampy's basement. There was a collection of films. The Fugitive was one of the big Planes, ones. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Planes, mm-hmm. Trains, and Automobiles. And Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Hoosiers, man. It's great. Gene Hackman kills, kills in Hoosiers. Um and I, and I like that one a lot too. I, I will say it's it. We went in descending order uh, of the three. I don't like it quite as much as, as the other two. And again, it, that's probably the one that's been the longest since I've seen. And Hoosiers has a not to detract anything from Hoosiers. It has an incredibly distracting 1980s synth soundtrack, <laughs> which is like because the whole movie. You're right. The whole movie is very pastoral in 50s and like Heartland, Indiana. You know, good old boys, but it. But it was has... also scored by Daft Punk, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's Vangelis or Tangerine Dream or any of those great ones, but it's someone doing like a, a more restrained riff on it, right. and it's very. <laughs> someone was posting about it on Twitter today, so I looked it up and I was like, "Ooh, this is not not, not appropriate." And is this? Am I wrong? Doesn't the movie take place in the fifties? Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, what the fuck, man? It was a weird <laughs> it was a choice. It was choice. a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, sure. 1950s. <laughs> yeah, all right. What's your what's your Teddy R? You piece uh, of shit, Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I think I understand this section of the game properly. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna throw it out there. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Oh, I like this. <laughs> My pick. Another basketball film. A little film called Air Bud. Air Bud. It spawned. Film. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. I think it had sequels. It sure. spawned. There was like it, most valuable it. primate was another also MVP s- most vertical primate where he rode a skateboard. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> apparently I brought a rollerblade to a skateboard fight because you know more about this film than I do. <laughs> um, but Both Air Bud's sports? my pick. I don't sure. know. It's it to me uh, just the existence of the film is somewhat indelible, and, even though I don't really know much. But about it. it has. There is a line from Air Bud that has transcended its origins which is there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog dog can't play basketball which that is a huge pop culture touchstone (laughs) and it's true there's nothing in the rules i read the book 
the Bible. <laughs> it, it makes me think of the movie Like Mike. I'm assuming you weren't mm-hmm. going to mention Like Mike. I was not going to mention Like Mike. And I, they, I didn't see that movie either, but it's the little Bow Wow basketball mm-hmm. movie. And the one thing I remember about that movie is in the ad, he, the, the, you know, Bow Wow like dunked or did something crazy. And Alan Iverson in a cameo went, how'd he do that? <laughs> that was a killer Iverson It was on the ad, and I'll never forget it. Um uh. God bless you, Lil Bow Wow. That's right. Wherever you, you may G-B-Y. be. I think he's just uh, B-dubs now. I think he Probably. dropped the Lil. Well, he's yeah. a grown man. He's yeah. a grown ass man, in he's fact. He's barking out there like a real adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great picks. Thanks. To yeah. baseball, to basketball. It's a fun yeah. It's a fun game. It's pretty good, right? Uh, your parent. This is your parents' game? It's my Someone, dad's, yeah. Tell your dad. He's a cool guy. I'll, I'll let him know. To keep listening. You can follow him on Twitter. He has almost 10 times more followers than I do. Really? Yeah. Does he have like some hot Canadians takes? Uh, hot if you stove. follow him, you'll get a lot of classical music and uh, he's a real, politics He's stuff. a real dumb little fancy boy, isn't he? Little dumb little fancy boy. Can we get his handle? To, What's his handle? It is, uh, ooh boy. Guys, at, everybody follow Nick's dad. Uh, I'm going to. Okay, uh, po- uh, we'll post it in the description for this ad because I am a bad son and I don't remember my dad's. Uh, my dad's Twitter handle. My dad, you guys can follow my dad on Twitter. It's at CoolDad69. Mm. I don't think that's true. No, it's not. <laughs> but it could be in an alternate universe where my is. dad is a cool dad because he's actually supremely uncool. <laughs> a weird joke, not funny for anyone unless they know my dad because he is cool. Our dad in the real world is pretty cool, Quite and cool. he's not on Twitter. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I play? Yeah. Can I play? Can I play? Play this little Ooh, that was a good Stevie game. Wonder. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, two of mine were named by my brother. Uh, the Natural and Field of Dreams were both on mine. Okay. Uh, do you have another baseball one? Can I, I just do. say I oh, Okay. Oh, I think, oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, what were you going to say? Well, I don't want to say another can name I, of a movie. Can I guess your baseball one? Yes, you oh, can. Oh. Okay. Is can it Bull Durham? Uh, was nope. It's oh. not Bull Oh, Durham. shit. No one picked Bull Durham. Oh. Oh. It's The Sandlot. Oh, oh baby. Mm. Probably my first love of any sports movie ever. That's true. Really loved The Sandlot. Uh, I always, I also, when I was a kid, wore PF Flyers, specifically because Benny the Jet Rodriguez gets PF Flyers. They're guaranteed, according to the movie, to make a kid run faster and jump higher. Very cool. Guaranteed. And he offic- he did he does run out the beast, a.k.a. Hercules. Uh, also, another baseball movie with James Earl Jones in it. There you go. There you go. Of course, in the movie, he says he played baseball with Babe Ruth. Couldn't have happened. Not possible. No black people were playing baseball with Baby Ruth. Great flick, though. Really good. Yeah. And a, a big part of your childhood. For Certainly, sure. I think a big part of my solidifying my love for baseball mm-hmm. was probably all these movies and certainly in my mind there was always like a trifecta of connection a holy trinity of connection between excuse me between our dad and baseball mm-hmm. and the other cornerstone of it of it is field of dreams mm. like there's a definite yeah. connection in my mind between some dad it's a and dad, dad movie oh yeah it's 100%. so his dad shows up but the, he has a catch with him the whole thing is about him and his dad uh, <laughs> the book is even more about i don't know if you ever read the shoeless book, joe is the yeah. name of the book i believe yeah wp kinsella yeah is the guy's name um, my sh- Rosie, my Rosie Tozy Dozevelt, Mayor's Eat Oats and Dozy Oats and Little Lambs, you guessed it, they eat ivy. Now, a kid will eat ivy, too. Wouldn't you? I would. Nick? Yeah, absolutely. Bring Perfect. it on. <laughs> what is ivy? 
It's a, it's a like a plant. Yeah, it's a. It's kind of vine. It's a vine. Do little lambs eat ivy? I don't know. I. It's very late, Matt. Can all right, all right, going right. We on should this. wrap it up soon. Okay, so uh, those three baseball movies, and then I think I wanted to have a fourth baseball movie as my Rosie Tozy Dozevelt, Mercy Dozy Dozy Dozy, and Little Lambs Eat Ivy, Little Lambs Eat Ivy Two, wouldn't you? But um, I honestly can't remember what my Rosie was. So for that reason alone, I will make my Roosevelt a different sports movie. Sure. One that really not a great movie. Uh, not a sport I'm particularly interested in, but it was a, a definitely a part of my childhood. Mm. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, hey, yeah. I was wondering about the Mighty Quack Ducks. Attack is back, the Jack. The Quack Attack is back, Jack. A line from Mighty Ducks 2. Fair enough. Because, of course, they're back. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Quack, quack, quack. Mr. Ducksworth, etc. All right. What were you going to say a second ago? Do you have something on the mind? Uh, you said you, you had a baseball movie, but you couldn't remember. I was going to guess maybe it's Rookie of the Year. Oh no! But you know what it was actually Very entertaining for Little Big League. Little also Big a baseball. League. Okay. Right. Okay. I don't know why it was my Roosevelt. Really, those are all just baseball movies. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it's the worst movie of the three of them. I would. Yeah. Probably. The rewatch value is pretty low, if I recall. Yeah. They're both. I mean, both Rookie of the Year and Little Big League were movies that, for years of my life, like I loved them both, and they were almost like the same movie to me. And they're pretty right. similar. John yeah. Candy, R.I.P. Baby. And also, one has Wherever you are, Gary yeah. Busey in it. Mm. Yeah, the Buse Man. He's the pitcher in Rookie, of the, Holly in Rookie of the Year. <laughs> there was Buddy more star Holly. power. Oh my God, that, he was nominated for an Oscar for that. The really? Buddy Holly story. It was wow. his big break when he was like a respected actor. We should check that out. Yeah. Rookie of the Year had more firepower. Daniel Stern was in it as the, mm-hmm. the wacky bench coach. As Funky butt loving. Funky butt loving. I think you got to rank Rookie ahead of Little Big League. Maybe. And Angels in the Outfield, that's coming in Number three. Number zero. Yeah. <laughs> Not making the list. I don't recall enjoying it. Do we Andy have Glover, few, though. Do we have a few honor, honorable mentions? Let's, uh, let's do a lightning on? round. Let's, so let's just uh, each of, so we'll start with Matt, say oh, one, no. then we'll just go around. Oh, boy. And just, just naming like, sports yeah. movies as best we can. Yeah, and then we'll give it well, like a, a really quick. Or, or, uh, okay. yeah. He got game. He got game. I was just going to say that. Pretty terrific good. movie. Yeah. It's a Spike Lee joint. Terrific. Just absolutely terrific. Like a lot of his movies, it's a little messy, yep. but that, tons of really cool shit. That's what makes Spike. Great music, too. That's a good point. Yep. Uh, I was thinking Major League. Major League. Ah! Fans we talked was that it? That's yeah. what my other one but was. But that's not yeah. a Rosie baby. That's like a killer comedy I think the reason baseball. it was different is because it was a comedy, not like a right. serious sports gotcha. movie. Um, and also, uh, the last episode, I was talking about my affinity for characters who practice voodoo, which <laughs> I believe started in <laughs> oh, with Major yeah. League. Oh, yeah. You did mention I that. Did Underrated. You did mention that last episode. Great flick, Major Seems League. like so Fuck, long that's ago. That's definitely what it was. It's really good. Yeah. All right, really uh, since you guys mentioned movies from your childhood, I'm going to say that weren't very good. I'm going to add to that with a movie from my ch- childhood that wasn't very good, The Big Green. Yeah. Kids playing soccer movie. It was just like The Sandlot, but with soccer. Yeah, and, and I- also had the same fat kid in it. I, yeah, I saw The Sandlot when I was an adult, mm. which, as didn't you can imagine, didn't do it for me. So yeah. I've always sort of found that movie's appeal pretty baffling. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what about uh, Any Given Sunday? That's Oliver Stone, and it's at his most kind of over-heightened, over-dramatic. Such a mess. I find football movies, of all the sports movies, to be the most, like, like, taking off your shirt and going, like, yeah, sports. Like, there's that scene in Remember the Titans where they're all together in the Mm -hmm. gym, like, huddling. That's a pretty good Remember the Titans is good. Yeah, it is good. Mostly for the racial relations. Come on. Not Mm -hmm. because of the sports stuff. Uh, I will put... uh, 
put a coin in. I don't know what the expression put is. A for, put a coin in the fountain. Put a coin on in there, why don't you? For uh, uh, both the film, but especially the TV series of Friday Night Lights, which yes. the film is good, uh, but boy, that TV show. I, I don't know if either of you guys really got I've into it. I've heard it's very, very it good. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. worth watching. I'm not a big football guy, as we've discussed in this episode, but it is, it is just about, like, being inspired and the two leads uh, uh, are just the most wonderful people and the most realistic family. They have the most realistic family dynamic. Can't recommend enough. Kyle Chandler, Connie Britton. It's Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. It's so highly, it's highly regarded. NBC? Highly regarded. It was on NBC. <laughs> yes. Wow. Good. Yeah. Um, nice pull. And with that, uh, let us just say Varsity Blues was also a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a film. I it's watched a film it. that existed. had a few titties in it. I yeah, I, that's, I was about to say, sure. I know it's famous for a nude scene. The fat guy died recently. I heard that. Saw it on the Twitter feed. Didn't Johnny click, Fatman. but I, yeah. I consumed the information. Johnny Fatman. Johnny, Johnny Fatman. Fatman's name. He had a, pe- a pet pig in the movie. R. Apologized R. to his families, <laughs> both of them, for calling him Johnny Fatman both instead families. of his actual name. Which is, we don't know. Guys, let's wrap it up. We've just been not playing the game and listing sports movies for quite a while now. Riffing on it. Uh, big thanks to Dan Worry Smith. You can, of course, hey. check him out in famous baseball movies, Saltwater Moose, uh, as well as... One of those things is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's famous. Uh, thanks again for listening to Zeitgeist. Uh, take us out on a little bit of music there, DJ Tasker. Next episode, we'll be talking about something else with some other people. And I guess we will see you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. And I love literally all of you. 